Consistent self-improvement, everybody. You're now listening to American Gypsy Podcast. I'm your host, Classic. I'm here with my co-host. Gypsy. We're also with our guest co-host. Tim Neat. And today we have special guest, Adriana Gavazzoni. And she is a Brazilian attorney, a law school professor, and author of several thrillers. Welcome to the show, Adriana. Welcome. Thank you, Gypsy. Thank you, Classic. Thanks for having me tonight. Tonight for me, today for you. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's a pleasure. So to get started with that, tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got into um, the career that you're in now. Well, I'm from Brazil. I was born in Brazil. I live in Brasilia. Brasilia is the capital of Brazil. And uh, well, I've been a lawyer for 31 years, and uh, it's hard to say how I chose that. It was when I was 12 years old, I read a legal book, and I decided I loved rules, and I love that kind of thing, so I decided early and became a writer much later. When I was 45 to 46, I decided to start writing. Okay. What made you get into writing? Uh, I write fiction. Uh, my first trilogy, uh, the books are psychological and erotic thrillers. And my second series, uh, called Where the Road Goes, they are action mystery novels. Uh, about uh, spies, secret agents, and snipers. I love it. <laughs> how, how long ago did you start writing, and what inspired you to get into writing? Uh, well, I started when I was 46 to 47, and uh, I wrote five novels. Uh, my, my, my first trilogy got some good awards in the United States and Canada. And the other books also got medals, honorable mentions, were finalists of some great countess. So, so far, it's doing great, my writing, because I didn't start as a career. I just start writing to fulfill a dream of being a writer. Okay. I wanted to go back to Brasilia. Me personally, I've had a a chance to visit Brazil, but I didn't know that Brasilia was the capital of Brazil. Uh, For some reason, I had Sao Paulo there. Can you tell us a little bit about Brasilia and how different it is from Sao Paulo? (laughs) Totally different. Sao Paulo is the biggest city in Brazil. That's the reason everybody thinks it's the capital. Yeah. thousands of inhabitants. Brasilia is the small town. Uh, it's an artificial town created to be the capital. So it's not like Sao Paulo that is in a spontaneous city. It's all planned, all those boring buildings. The good thing about Brasilia is there is a huge artificial lake here created also when the, the city was built. And uh, I live in one of those lakes, they call it South Lake and North Lake. I, I live in the North Lake, and it's just like living in the country. 
because it's so peaceful, so many trees. I have monkeys that come to the trees in my backyard. Uh, it's good, it's peaceful. It's not like Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo is crowded. It's, it's just like New York. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for someone like, if I was visiting Brazil for the first time, what city would you recommend? Not Sao Paulo. Not Sao Paulo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure to tell our friend that. Always crowded in Ireland for my tickets. I would recommend the south of Brazil. There are beautiful cities there. Like, uh, have you ever heard about Iguazu Falls? Yeah, I have. Is that by the Argentina border, right? Yes, Argentine and Paraguay border. It's beautiful, it's green. Or you can go to the northeast of Brazil where there are beautiful, beautiful beaches. Uh, it's beautiful there. So uh, Rio de Janeiro, yes, but you have to take care because it's a little bit violent also, but it's beautiful. Rio is one of the, the most beautiful cities in Brazil. It's really amazing. But don't go to Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo is <laughs> dangerous. That's what I was going to ask, actually. When I think of Brazil, I think a lot of like South Africa, is, there's, there are a lot of similarities. Um, but on TV, and especially because of the World Cup, you always hear of like violence and how it might not be the safest. So I'm wondering, is, is that just speaking of more of of Sao, Sao Paulo, um, as a woman tourist going to Brazil, if I visit uh, Brasilia, is it safe for me to just wander by myself or is it one of those where you really should know your locals, stick to touristy areas? Yes, you have to pay attention to some areas. For, for example, Sao Paulo, uh, if you are a woman alone, you can't leave uh, the touristical places, you can't leave a certain area because there are slums, there is a lot of violence. Uh, I've been robbed in Sao Paulo once mm -hmm. and I'm a little bit afraid to say it's safe for a woman during the night. During the day, if you don't have jewelry if you pay attention it's going to be okay brasilia is super safe because uh, as i said i'm living here for two years now it's super safe super super safe uh there are other big cities in brazil that are safe but as all big cities you have to pay attention Certain areas you shouldn't go. It's like uh, going to New York and going to Bronx, I think, yeah. uh, during the night alone. It's not safe. It doesn't mean something is going to happen to you, but it's not that safe if you are in other parts of the city. Like every big city, big cities has the same problem here. Now, I know you live in Brazil now, but I your last name is very Italian. Um, and I know you mentioned your family is uh, from Italy. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's like growing up in Brazil in an Italian family and how did your family migrate? Uh, my, my grandparents migrated uh, after this, the, the Second Great War 
as all people in uh, people that immigrated, they are having difficulties in Italy. Uh, so they, they came to Brazil to try another life. Uh, growing up in an Italian family, it's noisy. Italians uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk loud. They talk a lot with their hands. They are always shouting. And it's not because we are angry to each other. It's just because we are happy. So it was a, a, a big family. My grandparents from both sides had 10 kids each. So I come from a family that I have many uh, uncles and aunties and cousins. And sometimes every January we get together. Like It's like 200 people talking all the same time, drinking wine and singing. Oh, because Italians also love to sing. And uh, it's funny to, to, to grow in an Italian family. How is the, well, I guess, could you recommend some of the foods, the, um, that the Brazilian foods for us if we were like visiting or touring? Of course, I've had some of the best steak, in my opinion, when I was there that I, that I can remember. What are some of the most famous food places that are in Brazil? The most famous food in Brazil is feijoada. Feijo. It's black beans with pork meat. It's wonderful, but it's going to destroy your day. You have to go from the restaurant to your home to sleep, to your hotel to sleep, because it's too heavy. I prefer uh, uh, the, the dishes made with fish, so with shrimp. We have some muquecas. They're great. They are uh, shrimp sauces with red sauce. It's very good. Uh, we can have a nice barbecue here. As you said, we have great steaks here. So we have what we call churrascarias. Uh, usually foreigners, when they come in, we take them to churrascarias. They are amazing because... The amount of meat is huge. You can't eat everything they offer to you. And our meat is very good, usually. There are bad cases, but usually the meat in Brazil is very good. Okay. So I recommend a nice barbecue, feijoada, autumn queca. So I, I did have some, when I was 15, I did have some pingo when I was there, and I did a good bit of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are some of the famous wines of, you know, that, oh, I don't know anything about wines, but can you tell us a little bit about some of the famous wines of Italy? Or... Um, Brunello di Montalcino, I love, it's one that I love. Uh, there are, uh, the wines from Tuscany, they are great. I'm intending to visit in May, um, how can I, how do I pronounce Puglia? It's a region of great wines in Italy also. Uh, Brazil doesn't have a tradition on, of producing great wines. We now have good sparkling wines because it's a hot country and uh, it's not good for grapes for, for red wine, but it's good for sparkling wine. But here, if you came here and you try pinga, 
Yes, I love Kinga. Kinga for a kid of 15. How did you get? Oh. <laughs> well, the my my family, my Brazilian family, yeah, they you're getting people in trouble. <laughs> I'm not getting them in trouble. My mom knew I drank when I was there as well. But you know, they allowed me to drink when I was there. And my Brazilian brother, of course. And you know, I went to Happy. the parties. I had Brazilian friends. I made friends real real quick. And yeah. Did I, you try Caprinha? Oh, I love Caprinha. Must, must Caprinha? Oh, there is someone yep. who knows Caprinha. <laughs> if any bar knows how to make it, I, I usually choose that Caprinha. I don't know. It's the cocktail. It's just, it tastes better. I don't know. Or, or with vodka? I don't know. I don't think it's with vodka. I thought it was like a special type of liquor. Not uh, the, caipirinha, the, the traditional Brazilian caipirinha is pinga mm, okay. and sugar. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Definitely so not vodka. But <laughs> hard to find pinga abroad abroad usually they do caipirosca that's uh, a replacement of pinga for vodka okay and that might be I, it i think it's lighter yeah <laughs> but yeah i really enjoyed myself and rio we got a chance to go and spend some time in rio that was maybe 98, 99. How has Rio um, changed? The beach of Rio changed over the course of time. Uh, Rio is a, a big city, uh, so uh, it didn't change that much because it's already crowded since the time you've been there to now. Uh, it expanded, uh, the violence increased a little bit okay. those last main of all after COVID because uh, people suffered a lot uh, with COVID. There is a, an economical crisis, so the violence tends to increase. But Rio is still beautiful. You are going to find the same beautiful landscapes that you saw. So I recommend that you go there if you want. If you come to Brazil, go to Rio. Just pay attention. But it, it's still beautiful. Yeah. Um, this is my last Brazil question. So how pivotal is it to know either Spanish or Portuguese when you're visiting uh, Brazil? Or like, can you get by just knowing English? Do most people still know English? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we speak Portuguese. It's easy for us as we have lots of Spanish speakers, neighbors, Argentina, Paraguay, Chile, Uruguay, they are our, our, our neighbors and they speak Spanish. We can understand Spanish, but uh, most of Brazilians can't speak Spanish and English it's even harder but of course you are going to find people speaking english but not in the middle of the street it's not a common language yeah. uh, you are going to find people in restaurants hotels and touristic place speaking english or a sort of but <laughs> you can be able to understand because yeah. i know um Aratus, where i was it's was basically a pretty you know, clean town. So 
I didn't know much Portuguese at all, but I still walked the streets by myself and went shopping and did things like that. But it was it's not like a, a big, big city. It was a very small no, city. And it's, it's yeah. cozy. It's cozy and uh, it's yes. less violent than big cities. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real nice place. And yes, it is. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, you speak a lot of languages. What language is your books in, or is it in multiple languages? Uh, my books are in English and Portuguese. Okay. I have five published in English and three translated to Portuguese because I decided to write it to hide. Remember, I'm a lawyer. Okay. I work main with I'm a corporate lawyer, so I work almost all the time with men. In my first trilogy, it's composed by erotic books. They are psychological and erotic books, thrillers. So I didn't want to publish something like that in Brazil. Then I decided to read in English. And then when, thanks to social media, two <laughs> days after publishing my first novel, uh, the world discover I had published, I decided to translate into Portuguese. <laughs> oh, wow. Congratulations on that. Yeah. <laughs> but when you personally, I know you get it translated, but when you're first writing it, like the idea stage and you're just doing rough draft on your own computer or whatever, are you writing in Portuguese first or in English? No, in English. Okay. In English. okay. And then my editor fixes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A mistake. I have a great editor in the United States, and she fixes after that. Nice. Are you crazy? Why is the, what did you say here? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, with Brazil being one of the most beautiful places you could travel, what are some other places that you've traveled to that you feel are just as beautiful as Brazil? California is beautiful. Okay. I've been there. You have a wonderful place. Santa Monica, Venice, all those cities around there are beautiful. I love the United States. I've been I've been to your country 15 days ago. Oh. But I've been to New York and Philadelphia this time. I love France. I studied in France, so my heart is a little bit French. And as my father says, I don't know why, because you don't have one drop of French blood, but I love I love the culture, the food there is amazing, of course, the wines, the wines are, are incredible in France. Uh, I love, let me see which other countries I love. England, but I don't like the food that much, so... <laughs> I prefer to travel to to places where I can uh, enjoy good food. Mm -hmm. And uh, Australia, uh, I'm sorry, Austria. I've never been to Australia. Austria is a, is a great place that I love. Hungary and tend to visit Russia, but I don't think I'm going now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might not be a good time, time to go. Yeah. <laughs> so 
are my dreams of going there in August. So I think I'm going to go back in Italy. I like Italy. It's not my favorite place. They are too Italian for my taste. But the food. Uh, just kidding. Yeah? The food is amazing. The wines, uh, yeah. the wines great. Uh, I love Italy too. But my favorite country in the world is France. Okay. You said you studied there. Is it like study abroad or you went to college in France? Study abroad when I was doing my master's degree. Okay. Uh, was, uh, I went to France to spend some time there uh, to research. So I was accepted as a researcher. And uh, I spent some time there researching. I went back to do tons of courses because, of course, I always find a reason to go to France, <laughs> no matter what. And then I studied international contracts there. After that, arbitrage. And I just love to go there. Many friends from this time. Maybe one day I'm going to live for a while in France. <laughs> I'm sure that yeah. would be something that, well, I can't, I haven't been to France. We've been to mm -hmm. a couple of places, but. I have one place. Like There's this village in the south of France that I really want to go to. It's been on my list since I was a little kid. It is. It <laughs> was on the water. Okay. It's, it has to have I can't, I can't pronounce it properly. No, it's not Nice. Uh, it's. Anc um Provence or something like that. AI. Uh oh, we can <laughs> One more hear time. You. Provence, Provence is a region, okay? But where in Provence? No, uh, AIX dash AU is like AIX. Uh, AIX. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. How. Ah, A en Provence. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> It's beautiful. You have to go to uh, if you want to go to the, the, the to see the, the the beaches there. You could go to Nice. Nice is very charming. Cannes, Cannes is beautiful too. Lots of casinos. Monaco, it's mm. small but beautiful. They are almost all together. And then you have to visit the castles region. Valle de la Loire, beautiful, 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 wonderful castles. Uh, it's like fairy tale the whole time. It's really, yeah, of course, Paris. Paris is amazing, but it's a huge city. Yeah. Over the past two years during the pandemic, where did you find that as an inspiring time to write, or was did most of your writing come in the time before that? I wrote a novel during the pandemic that I released last year in November. Okay. But I had to work a lot during the pandemic. Imagine the companies, I work for companies, companies were crossing huge financial problems. So as a lawyer, I had to help them to survive. Uh, it was really complicated. Many companies closed their doors in Brazil. So uh, I worked a lot during the pandemic. The good thing was I worked from home, wearing sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I worked with my pajamas too, <laughs> in my pajamas. I had to talk to some judges. 
I just put a shirt over my shorts, of course, <laughs> and myself in front of the camera, and that was great time. Uh, thanks God, it's almost over all this COVID story because I can't stand anymore. Yeah. Are things going back to normal business-wise? Uh, it's it's pretty much going back to normal. Um, we are not uh, hearing any more huge cases. The majority of people are vaccinated, so uh, everybody uh, got their two or three shots, and even people who, who uh, get the COVID now, it's a COVID that's just like a flu. Yeah. It's not something that kills you. Mm -hmm. I've got COVID before the shots, so <laughs> before the vaccine. <laughs> but uh, I survived. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we know a few people. Okay, before we get ready to close things out, would you like to let the audience know about some upcoming projects that you're working on and um, let us know some of the links where they can find your work and things like that? Well, I'm working now in two new novels. Uh, one is a first book. My trilogy is now going to be a series, not a trilogy, because I'm going to add a first book to it. And I'm writing another novel based on a case that I haven't caught. So it's inspired, it's going to be fiction, but it's inspired by a, by a huge case I'm defending now in court. And while my books are on Amazon worldwide, so you can find me pretty much everywhere on social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and I always answer. Uh, people want to make me questions, read my novels and comment. It's a pleasure to receive the, the, the reviews and to talk to my readers. I always answer uh, in inbox of Facebook or in Instagram or to my mail, Adriana at adrianagavazoni.com. You can find me. Okay. And it's been a, a, a pleasure talking with you. Um, learned a lot about Brazil, so I'm looking forward, and I hope my Brazilian brother sees this episode because he's gonna hound me some more about when are you coming back? When are you coming back? <laughs> <laughs> but back going to be yes, your hostess, okay? Sure. <laughs> going to show other parts of Brazil. <laughs> and if you're ever in Los Angeles, definitely let us know, and we'd love to invite you in for an in studio uh, conversation as well. So great, great. I let you know. Thanks. Thanks for having me tonight. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be with you. We appreciate your right, time guys. and consideration. Um, thank you to our listeners. Thank you to all of our supporters. And you can find the podcast at americangypsy.com and you can find consistent self-improvement merch at luamlee.com. And we also have some melodies of music, some of my music under Classic Carpenter, K-L-A-C-C-I-K-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. -C -C -E That's on Spotify, Tidal, um, Apple Music, YouTube, all major platforms. Thank you again to our listeners. Thank you again, Adriana. And consistent self-improvement to everybody. Peace. Good night. Peace.